You are listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast, episode 197, Mental Health for Moms. This is Less Drama, More Mama, the podcast for moms who want to feel calm, in control, and confident about how to handle anything life throws their way. If you're ready to go from feeling frazzled and disrespected to feeling calm and connected, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Pam Howard. Hi, Mama. Welcome to the show. Have you registered for my upcoming workshop? It's called Raising Mentally Healthy Kids, How to Set Up Your Kids for a Life of Mental Wellness. And it's happening this Thursday, May 19th at noon Eastern. We're going to explore what good mental health looks like in kids and, as the title suggests, how to give them the best chance at a life of mental wellness. So if you're worried about your child's mental health, maybe mental illness runs in your family, or you just want to know the best way to promote good mental health at home, you definitely want to join me for this free workshop. I'll put the registration link in today's show notes at lessdramamoremama.com forward slash 197. Last week, I talked about seven signs of good mental health. If you haven't listened to that, you can check it out after this one. Today, I'm continuing the conversation about mental health and its impact on parenting. I remember when I was in the seventh grade, and one of my friend's moms was always at home, always sleeping, and my friend told me that she had an illness called manic depression. That was back in the day before the term bipolar disorder was used. And I remember thinking that that was sad for my friend, but I didn't really know the impact it had on her. She, my friend, was always in good spirits and seemed okay on the outside. And as a 12 or 13-year-old, I didn't understand mental illness. Fast forward to 1996. I was living and volunteering in Israel the year after college graduation and I did not adjust well to the many transitions and new experiences there. I slept a lot, cried a lot, and barely ate. At one point, and I remember it vividly where I was on the kibbutz where I was living, I had the fleeting thought, I wish I wasn't alive. Now, I really didn't want to die, and I never actually contemplated hurting myself, I just didn't want to keep experiencing the pain and emptiness that seemed like it would last forever. The leader of my volunteer program offered to get me counseling, and I refused. I didn't understand that I was creating my own misery by the way I was interpreting my circumstances and by the way I was thinking about things. I just believed that the only solution, the only way for me to feel better was to go back home. And I didn't know it at the time, but I had become clinically depressed. Eventually, when I did move back home and my symptoms didn't improve as I had assumed they would and had hoped they would, a close friend referred me to a social worker slash therapist that she knew. And of course, the therapist helped me feel so much better about myself and my future. That was my first experience with individual therapy. I had gone to family therapy with my parents and sister before my parents divorced in 1986, but I didn't remember much about it. You could say that the gift in going through all of that was being introduced to the world of therapy and social work. 
I actually enrolled in social work school that same year and got my master's degree in social work with a concentration in family and couples therapy. The next time I struggled with my mental health was after 9-11. I was living in Boston at the time, and you may recall that both of the planes that hit the World Trade Center originated there. In the days and months that followed, I became panic-stricken every time I heard an airplane overhead. And I was extremely suspicious and paranoid of everyone, everywhere. About a month after the attacks, my ex-husband, then boyfriend, took me to a restaurant for my birthday at the top of the Prudential Center. For those of you who aren't familiar with Boston, the Prudential Center is a 52-story building in the heart of the city. Although I tried desperately to enjoy myself, I felt completely detached from my own body. My anxiety was so intense, I literally thought I was dying. So I started taking Zoloft around that time, but went off of it when I got pregnant with Marissa. After she was born, my anxiety reached an all-time high. At one point, I even considered admitting myself to a hospital. I woke up every morning in a panic, wondering how I would make it through the day alone with a baby. I was a complete mess. Hospitalization wasn't necessary, but I started back on the Zoloft again and felt better pretty quickly. Now, I know some people are afraid that antidepressants will dull their senses and personality, but I find that it allows me to become more, not less, of who I am. It helps take the edge off by balancing the chemicals in my brain so that I can function at my best. And of course, it's crucial to work with a doctor to manage your dosage, especially if you decide it's not for you, because quitting cold turkey can cause withdrawal symptoms and potentially worsen your depression, as I found out a few months into the pandemic. That's a story for another day, but trust me, do not quit cold turkey. It's not fun. I'm telling you all of this because I know that when you feel overwhelmed, depressed, or anxious, when you're struggling mentally in any way, it can seem as though there's no way out, that life will never get any better. And I promise you that it can. When I was struggling as a new mom, I wasn't as present with Marissa as I could have been because my mind was always worrying about the future and second-guessing my decisions. I joined a mommy and me group and found another therapist who helped me cope with my anxiety and feel more confident in my parenting. That is why taking care of my mental health is my top priority. Think about it. If all of your results, everything you do, and how you feel emotionally is caused by how you think, shouldn't learning to manage your brain and your mental health be your number one focus? Let's talk about how poor mental health impacts parenting. First of all, when you're struggling mentally, you're not thinking clearly. And so your judgment is clouded. It impacts your decision-making. You're not as present as you want to be. If your daily functioning is impaired, you might neglect parental responsibilities like taking your kids to and from school on time providing them with healthy food, or being there for them emotionally. It could even impact your ability to keep your kids physically safe. 
Your emotions fuel your actions. So if you're irritable, reactive, or withdrawn, you're not going to show up as the mom you most want to be. If you're struggling with your mental health to the point that you're having difficulty functioning day to day, seek out a good therapist. You aren't weak for going to therapy. You're not weak for taking medicine or asking for help or hiring help. Less Drama More Mama was founded on the principle that moms need to put their own oxygen masks on first so they can be the best moms they can be. And that means getting help when you need it. If you're functioning okay, but you're just feeling overwhelmed, stuck, frustrated, powerless, or pessimistic, a good therapist or coach can help you take back your power and feel better faster than you'd be able to do on your own by reading a book or by talking with a trusted friend or family member. I did an episode called Why Every Mom Needs a Life Coach, which I'll link to in the show notes. And it tells you exactly what you can expect from coaching and answers the most common questions that I get about it. That's episode 78. Now, summer is almost here. And I think it's one of the best times of the year to hire a coach because school's out and the pace of summer is slower. Plus, you can learn and practice the tools all summer so that by the time school rolls around again, you're feeling confident and empowered in your life. You will astound yourself with how much easier parenting is when you focus on your own mental well-being. And the best part is that your kids will benefit from having a mom who's mentally fit and strong and who is a model of good mental health. Your mental health is the most important thing when it comes to parenting your kids and living your best life. And it's my mission to help you cultivate good mental health and feel your best So you can parent at your best and have the kind of loving and connected relationships with your kids that you crave. So request a free consultation with me at lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini to see if my coaching is right for you. And if it isn't, let's figure out what is right for you and how you can get the kind of support you need. I'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and you're ready to feel calmer, more confident, and more at peace in your family and life, I invite you to sign up for a free consultation with me to learn about how my coaching can help you achieve the exact life you want. You'll take the concepts and tools I share in the podcast and apply them to your own life. And as your coach, I'll be there to support you every step of the way. Go to lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini and sign up now.